Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, as always, please welcome the woman whose voice is so soothing it can replace meditating. And it does. My producer, Lori Houston. Oh, thanks, Jane. Um, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Oh, terrific. You beautiful know, I'm about weather. To, I'm, I'm beautiful weather, but I'm about to begin my own radio tour, my radio tour for my new oh, book, Long yes. Live You. Um, I have to admit, I'm a little nervous. You know, I'm, I'm used to being the one to ask the questions, um, mm-hmm. not answering them. <laughs> so it's a whole different dynamic. And it was funny. One of the producers was trying to explain to me how long 15 minutes was. And I said, yeah, I, I, I know how long 15 minutes is. So <laughs> anyway, great show today. After the break, we're going to meet Donovan Green, who is the personal trainer of Dr. Oz, among other celebrities, who will tell us all about how to get fitter than before. And we don't even have to leave our chairs. And you'll see how that works right after the break. But first, speaking of leaving our chairs, um, and after this book promotion, Lori, I think I need a vacation. You know, last week we had Susie Ellis on the show, the CEO of Spa Finder, and she said, how long has it been since you've been to a spa? And I actually don't remember since it's been so long. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if vacation is anymore. I don't know what the word means. Um, and to further rub this in, um, our guest today is Dr. Mark Emerson. Dr. Emerson is a renowned author, speaker, and doctor of chiropractic who specializes in clinical nutrition and natural treatment methods for patients of all ages. And what makes him my kind of doctor is that he understands the important link between diet and disease and has dedicated his career to teaching optimal health through proper nutrition and therapies that help to empower people and resolve their health issues holistically. Now, here's the part that's a little unfair. Dr. Emerson, beginning May 20th, is leading the Health and Wellness Immersion Retreat, and wait for it, at the amazingly gorgeous Four Seasons Resort in Maui. And even I, who has not been on vacation in years, knows that that is in Hawaii. (laughs) What is wrong with this picture, Lori? You and I should be doing a remote right from there. Aloha, and welcome to the show, Dr. Emerson. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Dr., you know, I just mentioned wellness. Before we talk about the the retreat, uh, let's start if we can, talking about wellness in general. Um, uh, You know, I mentioned that Susie Ellis was on the show last week, and she was saying that the trend in spas isn't just about health. It's about wellness, which encompasses so much more. And it's also become a very popular term today. So can you talk a little bit about how it originated and and what does it involve? Sure. I I like to use the words health and wellness together because one gets you to the next level, so to speak. So health is something that uh, we like to, many of us doctors put on a continuum. And your health can be, uh, you know, you could be in good health or maybe if you're under the weather, you could be you know, 
bad health, so to speak, and we move up and down this uh, health continuum, so to speak. However, the wellness component, uh, from my perspective, is means you've actually moved up the continuum of good health, and you're now in a wellness well-being state. And that's really where we want to, most of our patients, you know, we, we really want to be, is we want to be up that good health continuum into well-being. Think about well-being from a, a standpoint of uh, it's a consciousness level, it's a physical level, it's a spiritual level. So it's, a, you know, really encompassing all that we are in a quality of life. And this really doesn't mean much about how much money you make or how much you know stuff you have it's really how well do you feel day in and day out each day that's so that's true the and most i important part. i always feel you know a human being is considered a cohesive whole of mind body and soul and you know we are uh, physiologically emotionally and even spiritually complete so i think what you mentioned is very important that we you know that we address all of those uh and not just one thing you know which uh, not just the symptoms which is what you know allopathic medicine today i i believe is 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 yeah, all about absolutely a, a treatment of symptoms you know um mm-hmm. and, and we see it today i mean you know our medical medical system is dominated by symptom-based care as opposed to resolution or, say, bringing patients back up the good health continuum and on a path to well-being, you know. So, however, you know, there's uh, every year, every several years, it kind of changes definitions. But I think as long as you keep a foundational approach that you're going to treat your mind and body well, right, you know, better eating habits, a little bit of exercise, positive affirmations. And, and the other aspect is, is correcting bad habits. Because really when you look at our, our disease process in the United States, really it's just an accumulation of, of wrong choices, bad habits and wrong choices. It doesn't mean the individual patient is a bad person. It just means we've made some wrong choices that accumulate, right? Life is cumulative. Right. But they're not irreparable. We can certainly get back on the right track, which is what your retreat is is all about and and again it's not just a retreat it's the ultimate lifestyle recharge that will help your guests learn to maintain as you said lifelong good health habits and right. uh, that'll take place the week of May 20th to 26th. I will be there in spirit, Dr. Emerson. <laughs> Very good. Very <laughs> Short good. of well, taking the next plane, you. I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> and uh, you will also be joined by a group of renowned health and wellness experts and, and star chefs. Again, nobody seems to want my recipe for three-minute eggs. <laughs> so I will not be there as the star <laughs> chef. And, and you'll be covering nutrition and chronic disease and weight issues and food addictions, cravings and stress management. Management and 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 motivation, and that's that's probably just about everything. Um, and and the tr- retreat, I, I have to read what it will include. Um, a very impressive array of of of, of uh, you know of, of tests and and evaluations. It's a, com- a comprehensive health analysis with blood tests, a nutrition evaluation, a findings report, a health risk assessment, and um, you know I'd be I'd be really willing to do this. It does not scare me. You know, doctor, I get white coat syndrome just if I'm near a butcher. <laughs> My blood pressure soars. So, uh, But this is very nice, and you're in Hawaii, and it's just wonderful. So walk me through the retreat, if you would. Sure, so absolutely. And, and, hear about it. 
the immersion is is just that. It's it's similar, like you know, when you're learning this new, a new language, uh, immersing yourself into the country and the culture is is very important. Um, learning's more rapid. It's more fun. It's more enriching. Um, you get the benefits of this immersion. Well, we're going to do the same thing with a health and wellness retreat. So as we were just speaking of the health continuum and the path towards well-being or wellness, it's important to learn the steps that we go through. And the comprehensive health analysis really helps give them. We use a blood lab analysis, you know, as I love to tell my patients, your blood doesn't lie. Your blood's going to tell us. You'll give me a lot of things on your history. Sometimes you'll fudge a few things, <laughs> but your blood doesn't lie. And so we start with that, and we do a comprehensive intake with each guest. And what we're doing is we're identifying health risks, like where, you know, here, here's some things that you really need to work on. Here's some things that are, you know, you're doing okay, and here's some things you're doing really great. So let's go ahead and put this all together for the patient. And in the five to six days of, of our immersions, you're going to learn, <clears throat> excuse me, learn the material, you know, learn the educational qualities of, okay, this is, this is really, here's a good diet for you. Uh, here's some exercise tips for you. Um, here's some, here, here's addictions. Here's how we get into these bad uh, habits, so to speak. And then you get to physiologically experience the change. And I, I find that's hard in, in clinical day-to-day is we educate a patient, but it's hard for them to sometimes go home and you know, it's like, well, how do I cook this or how do I eat this? And so the physiological change coupled with all the educational material really gives them a good immersion so that they are now in a health and wellness orientation. Sounds good to me. You know, That's you could awesome. do, and, you know, the culinary class is I'm sorry? I could, yes, I could learn something in culinary class, and I can talk about it on the air. <laughs> Absolutely. Can, yeah, I mean, it's... It's all what, about learning, yeah. right? This is, this is it. Is if you immerse yourself in a learning educational system, it's, it's more so than being lectured to by, by doctors who, you know, hey, you've got to change, you've got to stop doing this. And there's almost, yes, we know the rationale why we need to do this, but we haven't really caught the tools for patients to empower themselves, and that's what this is all about. It's all about take-home. You know, now the spas today are, are, are giving, as, as you said, you know, you can, you can bring the spa home because you learn things. It's not just going for a week or a few days or weekend at a spa. You come back and you're able to apply that to your everyday life. Absolutely. For about, sometimes for about five minutes. But if you're there for a week, <laughs> I can, they can well, do surgery remotely, Dr. Emerson. They can do cancer <laughs> surgery. Why can't I come and have my blood? Why can't I do all that remotely? <laughs> it seems like Well, you know, you can, there, you can do consultations remotely. That's not a problem. Yeah. I actually do that quite often. It's just basically you have a blood lab run on a patient across the country, and we, we do a Skype conversation, et cetera, whatever. But I, I think the essence of... of my immersion programs are you are physically here and that physiological change is just as important because I can see around day two or day three that light bulb you know as they're sitting in there and we kind of have these little classroom lectures I can see the light bulb boing over a lot of the guests heads and now it's all starting to become real and tangible and I believe that's that's a big key and you know with our diet industry the, the weight loss industry we read these books and it sounds great but that light bulb doesn't connect because unless you really have all the tools in place, you're going to miss something. And then that's how failure rate is so high with, with diets. And the other thing, too, is we're really trying to move you 
towards that health and wellness continuum. This isn't a weight loss. We're not going to have you drop 20 pounds in a week so that only, you know, four weeks later you put, you put on the weight again. This is really about dialing in your body and dialing in your physiology with your consciousness involved so that you are making a transformation. We really want transformation out of our immersions. And this is a great, great start. You know, it's 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 wonderful to be able to do it in such a beautiful. I mean, the Four Seasons um, Maui is is just gorgeous. It really is. Yes, the Four Seasons is you know feel very blessed to be here. It's um, a wonderful place to work um, every day. My office has got a great view, so no no complaints there. Uh, but the Four Seasons themselves do such a great job. The staff is wonderful, and and the spa is beautiful just, too. It, it's sort of yes, it's world renowned. They have the, all the innovative therapies and and the therapists themselves. And I'm thinking Lomi Lomi massage as we speak. Oh. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Can't do that remotely, though. I don't want that done remotely. No, that's a little, that's a little, Be there. I'll little fling little myself little. on the table. Um, <laughs> you know, Doctor, you mentioned diet, and, and uh, you know, let's talk about that. Years ago, the sure. notion that dietary factors were the major uh, determinants of many forms of cancer as well as other diseases, well, that was viewed as being unfounded from a scientific perspective. But today, the link is irrefutable, as you know, and the connection between diet and a multitude of other diseases um, is, is really much better understood. Um, but that being said, when you go to your doctor for an annual checkup, and, and we talked about you know allopathic medicine, um, or, or if you have a health issue, the majority don't discuss what you eat, your stress level, your sleep habits, your exercise routines. Um, it, it, you know, it's hard, and even with managed health care, I mean, you have maybe, what, 15 minutes to have a visit, and, and that in that visit, they don't discuss all those lifestyle um, disciplines. Um, so how do you uh, look at a patient? You, you do all of them, right, as we talked a little bit about it. Um, and, and diet is, is extremely important. How does that figure into your therapies? Well, diet is really the foundation, the cornerstone of, of our approach with patient care because um, let's, look at, let's look at the chronic disease which is, is killing most of us. And the number one killer in the United States is cardiovascular disease, which has been proven, no, not even up for debate. Cardiovascular disease is a reversible and even preventable disease. So there's really no reason why um, people are dying of cardiovascular disease. And for women, too, not just men. Women, oh, it's one absolutely. of the biggest it's, killers of women. It, absolutely. It's the number one killer of Americans. So it's, it's not gender-specific. It's not age-specific. And cardiovascular disease is a disease of poor diet choices. It's, it's foods that were just weren't made for us, or vice versa. We're not made to be eating those type of foods. And it's an accumulation of year after year after year. And I have to always remind my patients, you know, generally what's the first symptom of a heart attack? Know, the heart attack. So that's the wrong time to be getting the uh, warning signal that you're having advanced cardiovascular disease. So diet is the number one place to start. And when we look at the diet, you know, basically, uh, as a, a colleague of mine puts, the American diet, the standard American diet, with the acronym SAD, ironically, is a donut. And I, I pondered that for a moment, but he's absolutely right. We eat refined sugar, refined flour, soaked in fat. Well, that's a donut. And so we make a donut out of everything. So <laughs> My husband gets around the, that. He likes cronuts. 
<laughs> it's <Throwing> different. <laughs> Cinnabons. But, they, he thinks they don't fall into that category. But yes, you are. You look at our diet. It's void of nutrient-rich foods. It's void of fiber. It, it's void of the antioxidants, the phytonutrients. It's too high in fat. It's too high in cholesterol. And when you add those things up, they act like almost uh, gas on a fire. So they're an accelerant to the inflammatory disease process. They inflame our arteries. Uh, our arteries thicken. There's oxidation of the cholesterol in our arteries over time because more radicals, right? That's why we have patients trying to eat more antioxidants because once something oxidizes in the body, particularly in the arteries, it hardens the artery. And so we get placking in the arteries. And remember, the key to life for us is blood flow. The more blood flow you have, the healthier the tissues are, right? The end tissues are going to receive more oxygen, more nutrients. So if we plaque out our arteries, if we, if we stuff our arteries full of things that are blocking it, we're basically going to starve the body. So now let's look at number one killer is cardiovascular disease. The other link that we're now finding with clogged arteries is Alzheimer's and dementia. Same thing. If the target tissue is the brain and the brain is not getting enough oxygen, not enough blood, enough nutrients, the brain is going to shrink and die. And so it's here we go. We're now looking at dementia and Alzheimer and a direct link to the diet. Makes sense if you are really paying attention to what's killing us as you know as an organism. Yeah, that's very true. And cancer too. I mean it's it seems to be with all the Absolutely. innovations that we're making that the basics of just eating better it's so simple, and yet... Well, and the nutritional science is so much... I mean, there's so much information out there. You know, I, I, here's the thing, though, and here's the rub. This is, this is you, you pointed out. Uh, so our medical colleagues don't spend a lot of time on nutrition because, number one, there's not, you know, sad to say, there's no reimbursement for them. So financially, it's not profitable for them. And I understand that from a business model. But if more we're 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 moving that way i think more and more doctors uh, of all disciplines chiropractic and medical and naturopaths and even dentists are getting more involved in nutrition because they know number one it's patient driven patients are asking more and more questions of how do i eat what how do i get better and two the results are there i mean it's it's most you know Everybody wants to feel better, and that's, I think that's unequivocal. Everybody does. And when you apply these simple principles of eating better, eating foods, and we like to say whole foods, right? So whole food, plant-based is a very good baseline for humans. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can actually get this physiological change in a very short period of time. And so patients love that. If I can give you a diet and five days, six days later, you're feeling dramatically better, that's a heck of a stimulant for them. They're, they're motivated now. Yeah, yeah. And I always think our supermarkets should become our lifestyle pharmacies, you know, because many people will go for medication and pills. And, and a lot of times, you know, obviously drugs and, and, and medication and surgery, they do have their place. As I uh, told you before, I, I recently had a hip replacement, and of course, I wouldn't be able to walk if it weren't for that. So modern medicine, and, and my husband has three stents I, in his, uh, in his uh, um, coronary arteries. Of course, I wish he would um, not eat meat. <laughs> I mean, I think if he has any arteries left unclogged, he should keep them that way. 
Um, he needs to come to the immersion. We'll, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, here. We'll, we'll fix come, him. We'll come as a we'll come as a couple. <laughs> it's true. We'll come, and we have till the twenty. I'll have to cancel this book tour just so I could I could come out. But but it's true, you know. And and I think the thing is, and today I'm always amazed because there's so many people who are like. You know, they're, they know they're gluten free or they're, you know, vegetarian or they're vegan. And, you know, that could last maybe sometimes five minutes. You know, it's the trend du jour right. and they, they, they go off that. So it's really about keeping it for, for your whole life. That's why I don't even like the word diet. It's sort of a regimen. It's a program that it, it's not diet you think of, as you said, you know, you, you, you go on a diet, you lose you know, 10 pounds, and then you end up eating everything in the refrigerator and gain back those 10 pounds plus 20 more <laughs> in like a day. Right. So, right. Um, and to, you know, to allude to your comment, absolutely for, for medical intervention, they're, they're absolutely very, you know, we're, we're very lucky to be in this country where, where medical intervention is life-saving at times, um, such as the stents or, or with, your, with your hip replacement. Um, there, there's no debate that the, the medical intervention isn't, isn't needed and, and you know, thankful we have it. However, I, I always ask my patients who have gone through, say, maybe stent replacement or whatever, I say, okay, now what? Okay, here's where you are, and you know you got your life saved, thank goodness. But now what? Where are we going to go from here? And so there's this this change that needs to happen uh, because we we you've already faced a catastrophic type of occurrence. So now once we get this catastrophic occurrence settled, we then ideally need to improve the health, improve the um, you know, improve the cleanliness of your diet, so to speak. Uh, vegetarian and vegan, I, you know, we have inherent flaws with the, the termination because vegan to me tells me, you know, your patient just told me what they don't eat, but they didn't tell me what they do eat. Uh, there's plenty of junk food vegans out there. And, and for vegans who are eating a, a very healthy diet, that's great. Uh, but remember, there are a lot of um, vegans who eat uh, potato chips and salsa, and, that, yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's not still necessarily... Vegan, right? Uh, yeah, but they are vegan. So we, I try to uh, shy my patients away from what I call labels. Let's, let's not label us. Let's eat this whole food, plant-based diet for the most part. And as you find that the whole food, what, what the quintessential element of whole food is, it has everything. It's naturally low in fat. It's got adequate protein. It's got good complex carbohydrates and a lot of the wonderful and magical elements of antioxidants, phytonutrients, and fiber. We can't underscore the importance of fiber. Fiber cleanses our body inside and out. So all the bulk, you know, for our fecal material and our bowel movement, we don't want our our sewage to be sitting inside as long and rotting and decaying. That's, and our body uptakes those toxins and not a good thing. Lots of information in the... Um, on the on the books and the research and the research that shows that that is a accelerant or to the disease process. So fiber is going to be quintessential getting us this toxins out of our body. And when you look at the American diet, it's, it's void of all those things I just said: antioxidants, vitamins, fiber, adequate. You know, you look at our back to the donut analogy, you know, most of our complex carbohydrates no longer exist. They're all refined, which basically just gives us raw sugar in the diet. You know, so and then the fats the same way. Whole food plant based sources have adequate fat for our diet, but they're not extracted concentrated fats. 
right? So they're not added. So we don't want to add oils, we don't want to add sugars, and we don't want to add salts to our food. We need to eat the sugar, salts, and fats that naturally occur in the foods, and we're going to be doing a really good job at that point in time. Right. I have to put a little disclaimer in because my husband will be listening to the show. Bob, your diet is good. It's so much better. You have to encourage him, as you know, because you can't. And it could be a little better. We can all improve, but it has improved. Now, cut out the Cinnabons and you'll have the most perfect diet. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> cut, cut out the bagels, um, yes. but you know it's uh, it, uh, unfortunately, as you mentioned, the American diet. What's available? Um, you have to look for. It's it's more expensive. Talking about a whole food, you have to go to Whole Foods to get you know health food, quote unquote, uh, which is unfortunate. You should be able to get it even less expensively because it keeps us healthier, which is, you know, it avoids doctors, it avoids insurance. You know, it's so much better if we do preventative medicine rather than, you know, once we get sick. So everything is so important. Now, we're going to talk about the ideal diet um, now, but one quick question. Why do you not like dairy. I've heard rumors that you don't like dairy products. Well, yeah, dairy, dairy. I'm not a big fan of dairy and the reason why is it's a um, basically dairy in particular in our in our markets in the United States, it's cow milk. Okay. Mm-hmm. So breast milk of any animal is breast milk for that particular animal. One reason why cow's milk is exceptionally dangerous for uh, human consumption and the, and the literature supports this is remember that Breast milk is a growth fluid. So when we proliferate most of our growth of any organism, it's in infancy. Breast milk delivers that growth fluid. So think of it as an anabolic sort of fluid, so to speak. And so the problem with cow's milk is it's designed to take a 70-pound calf to an 800-pound animal within that first year of life. So it's really designed for an animal that's going to be very large, large bone, large muscle, etc. We're very neuro-oriented. We'll never be the size of a cow. Um, so it doesn't make sense to drink this. We're the only animal that, that drinks another species' breast milk, and we do it past weaning stages. So grown cows don't drink milk. Um, something we need to ponder and look at, especially with the scientific evidence that shows us that dairy consumption increases our risk for various cancers, osteoporosis, acidity of the blood. It's just not a very good food. Now, it's been sold that way. It's been marketed that way. But listen, I think it's time everybody realizes that a lot of our industries need to sell to stay financially profitable. So marketing is uh, not necessarily a good venue to get the, <laughs> the efficacy of the product. It's it's more to stimulate sales. Oh, so, no. But now, uh, doctor, I must say, I've, that kind of did it for me. I, I, I am very much pro-dairy, but now that I think about that I'm actually drinking cow breast milk, <laughs> that, that might have been the turning point as far as my dairy consumption. Hey, like I say, oh, it's bovine oh breast milk. Oh, that, that's like, well, uh, that, and to if it, me you know, like just makes sense. You know, nature built us. There's no other yes. animal on earth that drinks another species milk, and oh. they definitely don't don't drink it past weaning no. stages. No. If grown cows drink milk, there might be a uh, you know some some argument to it, but there's absolutely no species that continues. Oh. To and and grass fed doesn't 
mean anything, right? If it's grass-fed, grass-fed cows, cattle, that doesn't make the milk any better? Nope. It, no, it still may. You know, I get that question a lot, but you, you, we're really talking about it's the, same, it's the same fluid. It's the same fluid we weren't designed to drink, you know. Remember that old saying? About cottage you know. cheese. <laughs> Is that, or yogurt. <laughs> I know. I don't want to think of the source. Let's just think of that, you well, know. Right. And also well, that's what we do. That's what we do in the United States a lot. We change the terminology, and it sounds better. You know, I mean, ice cream is a dessert, but ice cream is really just you know frozen bovine breast fluid. So it has the same oh. health consequences, uh, probably worse because it's been you know some added sugar, refined sugar to it. So uh, you know, it's it's an goat interesting milk, doctor. I've never seen a big fat goat. No, but then again, uh, we're really not built like a goat. So, I mean, if we were going to make an argument to milk, you know, what milk should we be bottling and serving, especially over infant formula, it would be human breast milk. Right? Now, that would probably cause a lot of people to come up in arms and say how weird that is. But actually, from a physiological sense, that would be more spot on than taking other animals, you know, farm animals, pasture animals, and trying to, to think we're going to get the benefits of, of that that. That breast milk is, is uh, utterly, you know, it's really ridiculous. And fortunately, the true scientific literature, it doesn't hold water. So if we really look at the true science, what does the science say? It's not good for us. Yeah, well, just, you know, not to share too much information, but I, I had the, the best breast milk. Did, had I known then, I could have gone into business. <laughs> I didn't, didn't realize that. I just saved it for my babies. But So, Doctor, we have a, a couple minutes left. We have about two minutes left. Or, or, uh, can you let us, you know, tell us what we definitely, uh, for the optimal diet, what should we definitely look for and have in our homes and, and just know about Well, we want... Yeah, that you know, whole food, plant-based foods, and what that means is whole food, plant-based. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a strict vegetarian or a vegan, but whole food, plant-based means your your foundational diet should be full. It needs to be rich in whole foods, plant-based. So legumes. Lots of grains. If you have gluten intolerance, it's easy to move around gluten intolerance. No problem. Gluten is just a small sector of all the foods. We're talking about millet. We're talking about oatmeal. And we're talking about all the grains, lots of leafy grains. Um, the starchy vegetables, sweet potatoes are wonderful. Uh, the red potatoes, even the white potatoes are fine. Starches are not a bad deal. They're, they're actually very beneficial for us. One key... Lots of fruits and vegetables, as I say, for the fiber. One key is don't add added sugars, added fats in the form of oils, right, and added salts. These foods don't need these. If we can, re- if we can retrain, this is part of what we do in the immersion, we're going to retrain the palate because the palate, the tongue and the brain are connected instantaneously. So if we can retrain the, the, that palate and that brain what we call the dopamine connection, if we can reduce that spike, that fat, sugar, salt connection, these foods become far more palatable. And then the energy exchange you get out of the body is very, very beneficial. So that's the key. Remember, whole food, plant-based. Terrific. That's the mantra. And and come to your your, uh, retreat, which is May 20th. Absolutely. Come to the retreat. Four Seasons. Says she jealously in Maui, which is just gorgeous to begin with. 
So uh, now, Doctor, where can we find you if our listeners are looking to give up? Sure, you can actually go to my website, which is um, www.docemerson, which is D-O-C-E-M-E-R-S-O-N, docemerson.com. And uh, you can read things on there. We have the events on there, consulting services, um, and I also like to put links to very informative things, um, other things in there. We really want to try to say, you know, what well, there's a lot of debate in the nutrition world always. There seems to be an argument every hour um, about it. But what does it say in the science? What does the science say? And I think if we use evidence-based platform, we're going to do a lot better because the nice thing is you, it is what it is. It's evidence-based. There it is. Um, you know, I know a lot of the diet world loves to sell ideas and theories but once again if it doesn't if it's not in the literature remember there's only been one diet ever proven to reverse coronary artery disease and that was dr dean ornish when he put people on a whole food plant-based diet so which that is we diet, all should, which is what we all should well, should be eating i, I must well, say and, you know, it should be it yeah. should be the default diet until proved otherwise diet. Yep, should That's be right. the, 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 the the diet, not the default diet, the diet, right? So the thank you so diet, much, right. di- uh, doctor. I have diet on my mind. Well. Thank you so much for being with us. I will, will look you up online. And also for those of you who are want to go to Hawaii, you know where to go. <laughs> Maui, Four Seasons Resort and Spa okay, well, and well, doctor's um, retreat, which sounds wonderful to me. So oh, thank you again. And I'll, I'll send you information for the next retreat. Terrific. Next thank you so much. Stay with us, everyone. Thank After you. the break, we'll be speaking with Donovan Green, celebrity fitness trainer, to talk about his new workout called the Chair Workout, and we'll just have to bring our chairs to Hawaii with us. So you're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be back. This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year on behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs. Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and ultimately, stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit ExpressScripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune into Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins Michael and Better Than Before. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm here with Lori as always. Now, I'd like to welcome back a recent guest. We had such a good time last time. I wanted to have a good time again, um, which that basically replaces my vacation. He is Donovan Green. He's a motivational speaker, leading health and fitness expert. He has just released his new book, No Excuses Fitness, the 30-day plan to tone your body and supercharge your health. It's all about self-improvement and fulfillment at any age and stage of 
your life. And Donovan's clients range from Hollywood celebrities to politicians to physicians, including but not limited to Dr. Oz. I was going to call this segment the Wizard of Dr. Oz, but he has so many more clients that I didn't want to exclude any of them. Welcome to the show, Donovan. Thank you so much for being with us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. feels good to be back, by the way. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. But I must say, I was thinking about you because we were talking about, obviously, about fitness and exercise on the last show. And I mentioned that the, the, my greatest nemesis is when I'm on the treadmill to have someone treadmill. like in fantastic shape come on the treadmill next to me just as I'm thinking I'm, you know, the best. I'm, I'm like Usain Bolt. And then somebody comes there and shows me up. And, and yesterday that person was there and I thought, well, I'm going to have you on the show and... And I don't know where this is going, but <laughs> I have to get me into shape so I can I can show that person up. I guess that's where it's going. <laughs> I lost my train of thought here. I was thinking about how angry I was. That's all right. That's okay. Well, you remember the last time I was telling you that you know your your best challenge is yourself, right? It's not the person next to you or in front of you. Your challenge is yourself. So for me, I always say try to make yourself a better person today than you were yesterday. And then whatever you did yesterday, do it better tomorrow. So that's the idea is to just keep on getting better and better and better each day. And that's it. That's it. That's simple. And that's that. Yeah, we can't expect too much. I mean, you cannot expect to lose, you know, 50 pounds in one day. It's slow. Oh. It's slow. Right? No, that's not realistic. Right? They come to you, I'm sure, now that it's getting to be summer, that's warm weather. They now want to suddenly put on a bathing suit, having oh, not man. worn one in like 20 years. And then and, and, and they look in the mirror and they go, oh, my God, Donovan, help me. How can I tell do this by it. tomorrow? <laughs> so what do you tell I, them? I was happy to say they didn't want to take off 20 pounds in 10 days. And I tell them, I need a million dollars right now, too. But it's not going to happen. You have to work for that. So nothing happens overnight. You know, your body... It, sometimes it takes you years to put the weight on, and sometimes it would take that long to get the right amount of weight off the proper way, especially for the long term. I feel that we put too much focus on the weight loss rather than putting it on our health because we lose health faster than we, than we lose weight. We lose health. So I tell my clients, listen, forget about that scale. Forget about the 20 pounds or the 30 pounds and focus on your health. The second you start doing the things that's proper for your body, your body will thank you in many different ways. And some of those ways are increased energy, increased focus. All of that, oh, I forgot phone numbers or I forgot the address, is out the door. You now have excellent memory. You're able to walk up a flight of stairs without feeling out of breath. And then the good stuff comes with the physical appearance. Now you take the weight off. Your clothes are fit and get better. You feel more confident. You're ready for the world. Summertime came. Summertime left. You're still ready for the world because it's all about your lifestyle. Yeah, and it works together synergistically because if you said, I was talking about in the last segment, um, if you focus just on uh, diet and, and that becomes the center of your every day, you know, you always, and I'm sure you hear about some of your clients come in and they tell you what they had for breakfast, what they had for lunch, what they had for dinner, what they're going to have tomorrow, and you know, it's like that's all they think about is food. <laughs> you know, you have to yeah. you have to put other things in your life, and and maybe food won't be the central. Of, that's that's all, all that's important. So you know, it's 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 all about not only eating well but exercise. And I, I try to and, and please you know tell our listeners how important it is to put in a, any form of exercise during the day, whether it's walking or obviously. Uh, for me, it's uh, you know running marathons, as you might expect, uh, <laughs> mountain mountain climbing. You know, that's why I love sports. you. That's why I love you. 
I, I'm trying to get Lori to come out extreme sports with me. And, and Lori, yeah, she, Lori's uh, in the background. The last time Lori's I was like, okay, back, yeah. You know, uh-huh. Chortling. <laughs> what are we going to have, Lori? I think there was, what, what was it? Um, uh, cliff diving. That was the Red Bull Cliff Diving Championships. Every once in a while I get, I get um, emails that say it's not too late. Now we're going to. And I'm going, really? Cliff Diving Championships? I mean, get me into a, a pool first, right? Um, <laughs> Lori's like, okay, okay, all right, all right. But yeah, you know what? Okay, whatever. About, about that, though. <laughs> she's, she's actually, like, okay, next time. She's actually right, next just life, waiting. She's just well, what's waiting. about movement? Huh? Right, Lori's going to say something, something she's, nice. Lori, she's, go ahead. I'm oh, listening. Yeah. She's just waiting for something to actually manifest that's going to be real. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not talking around the block competition. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking real that Jane is actually going to do. Walk around the block while sipping on lemonade. That's (laughs) that. That sounds real. Yeah, that that would probably would be would could happen. That's real and that's fun. It's doable, right? Exactly. (laughs) Although not the lemonade. I am. I'm more advanced than that, I must say. For my own benefit, I will I not go on the elliptical. I hate the elliptical. Well, listen, listen, listen. All of these things are all machines. When you were born, you were not born with a machine. You were born with your body. And your body, if you want to break it down as a machine, is the best machine on the planet. It came with you. You know how they say battery was included? Your body was included with you. So I teach a lot of people that, look, you don't have to and bust your butt like as if you're on a runaway express train. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is just constantly move. So I came to a very uh, interesting, <laughs> interesting find with myself as well as a personal trainer and a fitness coach. And what I found was I'm also categorized as sedentary. And when I say that to people, they're like, what are you talking about? How are you sedentary? So when I break it down to them, I say, look, look at it this way. If I'm working out an hour a day, right, one hour, I get to the gym. To get to the gym, I have to sit down to drive my vehicle to get to the gym. I work out for an hour. I go back home. I'm back in the vehicle sitting down again. That's a 30-minute drive both ways. I come back into the house. I'm sitting in front of the computer. I'm either researching, typing. I'm sitting. I'm with my kids. We're spending time together. I'm sitting. I'm watching a movie. We're sitting. I'm reading. I'm sitting. So the idea is I'm sitting so much that that one hour of exercise, and I'm not even talking about me teaching other people throughout the day, that one hour of exercise does not and do not make your health increase. So we have to still be aware that we live in a society that all we do is simply sit the majority of the times. So we have to get up and start to move. Our bodies are not made to be sedentary. We are made to constantly, constantly move. That's true. Yeah. And if you if you sit a lot, you can imagine what the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you and that's my point, right? If you if I'm saying that, can you imagine people who are not able to work out, people who are either injured or people who are obese or people who are busy taking care of their children every single day, right? Or people who are stuck at work, working hours and top of hours, making money, but at the same time, that money they're making is going to go right back to their health care. Right, So the idea is to get people, the listeners, the viewers, everyone who is out there that's looking to get healthier, to start learning how to be more active and never settle. Never settle. Never tell yourself, well, I'm active so I can sit down or I can lay back and just relax for the rest of the day. No, get up and get moving as much as you can. 
So teach us how to be more active. Now you would, in other words, if you, you know, they say you park a little bit further and you walk to your appointment or you take the stairs instead of the elevator. I mean, what are some little tips to make us more active that maybe we don't even know about probably? Yeah, well, you, you just gave some amazing tips right now. One of the things I like to tell people is that, you know, we are stuck in an environment or a society where we're always sitting down in front of a computer screen. Use a stability ball instead of using a regular chair. And the reason why a stability ball is really good is you're constantly fighting to stay balanced on that ball. So even if you're not, for say, doing uh, you know, excessive exercise, your core is always being worked because you're staying on a ball. Plus, it makes you fidget around. Next thing is if you're very sedentary, you know what? Start sitting on the floor. When you sit on the floor, it gets very uncomfortable, and that forces you to start moving. You know, fidgeting around burns calories. Instead of, like you said, instead of driving your car and parking right next to the your location, park a little further and walk to your location. Like I've seen guys in the gym literally circle the parking lot looking for parking close to the gym and, and they will try to park as close to the gym and to avoid walking and go in the gym and walk for like an hour in the treadmill. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Park a little further and be as active as you can. Next thing is enjoy outdoors. Breathing outside, working out outside. Working out could be anything in the form of walking, taking a hike, using a bench in the park to do push-ups, doing a few squats, some stretching, and trust me, your body will thank you. It's just little steps that requires for you to be fit. Nothing complicated. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and, and everyone should be able to to walk. I mean, that seems so basic. You know, you might not be able to play ice hockey with the Rangers, although they could use a little bit of help, I would think, but <laughs> <laughs> however, you're going to have to call me to do a little, you know, call you in the background, Lori be in the background cheering you on. Let's go, Jane, let's go, yeah, let's go. There we go. Um, but you know, it's interesting speaking, speaking of sports, uh, this call, I call this segue Donovan. Um, my first book was breakfast, lunch, and dinner of champions. And I interviewed athletes from 10 different top sports, really very, uh, professional athletes, star professional athletes and years ago you know the concept was a half a cow and a keg of beer Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that was the staple diet. But now, of course, they're finding that diet has so much more to do with their performance. You know, they work together. It's not just you eat and then you work out. You know, it all works. It gives you the energy. It gives you the stamina. So the fuel, of course. So we talked in the first segment really about the the ideal diet, of course, is, is whole food, uh, which I'm sure you agree with. You recommend yes. that. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about, you know, energy foods. What, what do you, you know, how do you sustain that during the day as far as, you know, time-wise? You eat a big breakfast and then you eat less for dinner or, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you eat the same all day. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you just hit a million things in that one spot. But what happens is your, your body to sustain, first of all, everyone is built differently. So it's, it's basically your bio-individuality. We're all designed different. So what works for one person won't work for the next. So I believe in eating a big breakfast and a big lunch. That is when the earth is at its, is at its highest point, the energy, the sun is, at its, is burning, so your body is connected to the earth. That is my belief. As the sun begins to set, that's when you eat less. You eat smaller amounts of food. By the time it's nighttime and it's bedtime, you know, time to rest up and recover, you should not have anything late night because your body is not doing anything to burn those calories off. Your meals should all consist of protein, a fat, and some type of carbohydrates. Those are the three 
things that you should and must have in every single meal that balances out your entire performance, your energy level, everything, everything. So um, when, when you talk about protein, though, do you eat, do you eat it? Let's say you are going to work out. Let's talk about it all in, in, in improving our performance. Yep. How long before you work out should you eat to give you the maximum energy? They say about 30 minutes. 30 minutes is a good time for your body to actually acclimate to that food and, and try its best to break it down. Uh, you should not have anything too heavy, though, because your body can take up to 14 hours, 24 hours to break down certain foods if you're having, like, heavy, heavy meats, you know, so you want to have things that's not too heavy before you exercise. But 30 minutes should give you enough time to digest and uh, increase your energy level to get you prepared for exercise. The reason I don't swim is because I like to eat most of the day, so that means I could drown. You're not supposed to eat an hour before you go swimming. I got a cramp. I got a cramp. I got, I got a cramp. I can't possibly go swimming. Or is it that I don't want to get into a bathing suit? No. Um, but, uh, hello, um, which I think is probably, as I said, a lot of people come to you and say, Donovan, get me into a bathing suit and, you know, in five minutes here. Um, yeah. So, but it, for, for uh, is it the complex carbohydrates? Is that what gives you the prolonged energy? In other words, not the, not the quick energy, not the sugars. That, that's yes, you probably the complex carbs. Right, yeah. The, 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 the sugary stuff, the processed sugars, that's, that's what people need to stay away from. If they can stay away from it totally, Great. If you can cut it down rather than cutting it out, that's also great. You just have to control that, those simple sugars, which comes in the form of the white stuff, white rice, white flour, white bread, with the white salt because they, you know, they have uh, the real salt that's like color of pink. It's like a pink color, or they can use sea salt. But the sugar, the sugar I'm talking about comes in like in yams, your oatmeal, that those are the best type of carbs to have before you train. And if you're somebody who is looking to build muscle, because not everyone is looking to lose weight, you, should in, you could also in, include pasta, whole wheat pasta into your diet. That's another great source of carb. Or rice. You could do brown rice if you're a person that likes to eat jasmine rice, which is a, a better form of white rice, and you can't help to taste, the, you don't like the taste of brown rice, then okay, I'll settle for the jasmine rice. But you have to have the carbs into your, in your diet every day. And you have to have some type of greens vegetables on your plate. Yeah, we talked about that in the first segment, the whole food that's so important, the, the greens, yeah. the vegetables, the, um, you know, and, and I always say, if it's white, don't take a bite. How do you like, how do you like, I like that? that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to borrow that. You're going to have to, you know, to email that to me. If it's white, don't take a bite. Don't, don't take a bite. I had another one, but now I forgot. I'm thinking about those. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. I, um, I love it. I need. I think I need to eat a little more protein. What can I tell you? Um, so let's, because we have about um, five or so minutes left. But I want to talk about the chair workout, which is, seems very interesting because then we can also work out. I can work out probably as as I'm doing this interview. Is that that kind of workout that you can do it while you're sitting in the chair or? Yes. So yes, it is. It is. Go. So your chair workouts, uh, I designed these type of workouts a few years back on DrOz.com. We did a test run, and he, well, should I say his producers got uh, some amazing feedback from their viewers. So the chair workouts, you could have a knee problem. You could have a back problem, shoulder. You could have all types of issues, and the chair workouts will show you how to work up a great sweat. You don't have to dedicate an hour in the gym. You can do 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 
30 seconds of movements, which teaches flexibility, range of motion, um, jumping jacks, for example. If you cannot do a jumping jack, I'm showing you how to do what's called a seated jack. You know, in my book, No Excuses Fitness, we have a ton of workouts like that. So, yes, you can do it sitting down while you're doing an interview. You can work out. You can take your arms and raise them above your head like you're raising a roof and bring it back down and do that 20 times as fast as you can. You're working your shoulders, you know. So it's taking away those excuses as well. I'm too old. I'm injured. I can't find the time to exercise. I'm sitting in front of a desk every single day. Well, I got a good response to that. It's called chair workouts, baby. <laughs> I also have yoga chair workout, which they have in, in my gym, you know, chair workout on yoga. So a lot of, lot of the chairs have become very popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it's becoming yeah. very popular. It's becoming very, very popular. Now... Uh, a few years ago when I started doing the No Excuses series and um, I would type up cheer workouts, I didn't see much. I didn't see a lot of that. This is about six six years ago. And now when I type it up, I get to see a lot of it, a lot of people doing things on the chair. Fitness trainers starting to show that they really genuinely care about people or some of them might see it as an opportunity to make money, but either way, you're showing people things they can do. And so aside from the jumping jacks, what else would you say for the um – I like those. Everything. You could do arm curls. You could do triceps. You can do your chest. You can do stretches. You can do bar training all from the chair. As a matter of fact, I just started a Facebook page called Chair Workouts. So your listeners can type it up, Chair Workouts, and, and see some of the things that I'm doing on Facebook, showing them videos on movements they can do each day. How do you do chest on the chair? I'm thinking. Do you hold, yeah. like, weights? Mm-hmm. You, you see, the, see the chest flies. You see? You got it, Jay. You got it. You see? There you go. I wanted to, but you can hold like two waters and stuff. I mean, how do you do it if you're in your, uh, let's say in an office, you don't want to like think you're weird. (laughs) You're just doing your chest. But Mm -hmm. here I'm doing it now and you're not even breathless. And it's good for injuries, right? A lot of people have injuries, so they can't do jumping jacks per se. And they don't have that impact, but they can certainly do it sitting in the chair, right? That's right. That's right. And you're burning calories. So what I what I look I look at a chair as basically a casket or a coffin because we're killing ourselves in the chair. So why not take that same thing that's so negative and make it positive, make it a tool that we can actually use each day. You know, just learning how to move. I'm meeting you halfway. You can't get to a gym, you can't get to the park, you don't know how to work out. Well I'm showing you how to do it right from the chair. No excuses. That's that's good to know. So we're gonna we're gonna look in your and on your Facebook. So what's the full? It's um, Donovan Green's um, Facebook. How do we? No, just chair just, just type in chair workouts. Type in chair workouts. Okay. And and you will see a very bright color logo, and 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 that's me. Sam is good on the internet as I am in the in the elliptical, <laughs> meaning I'm a luddite. <laughs> um, so let's talk. And and you gave some wonderful tips to live by when you were on laughs that I wrote down, but let's refresh our listeners. What would you say are the most important lifestyle tips that we can remember Donovan Green's lifestyle tips that you share, of course, with your, with your celebrity clients, with your clients, with now you, and you shared them with us, but I want to hear them again. I have tons that I don't remember what I told you last time. I oh, you start you, again. I'll tell you a refresher, a refresher course. So some of the tips that I tell people is to remember your body is made to move. You have to move every day. If you can give me 30 minutes total a day, which means even if you're moving a minute at a time, 30 different times throughout the day, 
let it equal to 30 minutes of movements. Secondly, your nutrition. Your body is not a waste can. It is not a trash can. Do not put too much garbage or any garbage in your body. Keep your foods as natural as you can keep it. Third, learn how to build mental resilience. There are things in your life that you cannot change. We cannot change the fact that we're going to die. We cannot change the fact that we have to pay bills every month because that that's what we are. We are human beings. We're citizens of the United States of America or wherever else you live. So we have to learn how to accept things in our life that we cannot change. So those are the three major tips that I, that I feel like talking about right now because I think it's, it's, it's important for us, especially during these hard times where life just seems to be at a, at a standstill. There's so many things happening that we lose focus and we lose track of ourselves and track of time. And the one thing, if we, no matter how stressed we are, if we exercise, if we go for a walk, it's just, it just it clears your head. It makes you feel so much better than before. Just a little bit of doing something to, to oh, keep active. Yes. For me, I mean, it, it's, it's like a Xanax, you know. You can really feel the anxiety going. You can, so it's, it's, that, it's that important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You are so right. Right, and you can combine it with a better diet, and, and you're, you're on your way to yeah. looking at, and feeling better than before. So. Oh, absolutely. You know, you're like your book, The Long Live You. Mm-hmm. I love that title. It's, it, it's, it, it really breaks down into what people need to understand is like, you know, longevity. You know, we have to stop killing ourselves with this sedentary stuff and eating the wrong foods and having a wrong state of mind and being so stressed out every day and learn how to smile. You know, um, in my book, that's the idea. I'm, t- I'm telling my story growing up in the Bronx and how I overcame certain adversities and just came up on top and just decided to live my life. You know, we cannot look back and just be mad about life and give up. So we need to be fit in all of those aspects, not just the physical, but the mental yeah. and the spiritual. And the spiritual, yeah, physically, mentally, and, and, and spiritually. Um, and, and it's interesting, someone said to me, well, if I, I'll eat what I want, I'll do what I want, I'll just, you know, I'll just die younger. But I said, no, you're not going to die younger. You're going to get sick younger, and you're going to suffer for the rest of your go. life. So <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not that easy, mm-hmm. right? You know? There you go. So. That's right. That's right. Well, Donovan, tell us again the name of your book. The book is called No Excuses Fitness. So well, that's everyone should buy that. It's on Amazon, right? It's on Amazon. They can get it on Amazon. They can get it in Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Indigo. Any major books uh, booksellers will have the book. And trust me, it's not based around just the physical body. It's about everything. It's very, it's inspiring the readers to inspire others, and that's the goal. We're spreading it. We're lighting the candlesticks step by step. Which is important. Well, thank you. Thank you, as always, for being with us. I love you dearly, Donovan. Just do not go on the treadmill next to me, ever. I'm going to find okay? you. I'm going to find you next time. <laughs> ever. Well, better yet, I'll come. I'll find you, I think. Now, where can our listeners find you, that being said? You mean on a physical plane? or in, Yes, uh, on a physical plane. I'm in Fairfield. I'm in Fairfield, Connecticut. They can find me at Shock Studios, or they can find me in New Canaan, Connecticut, at Oxygen Fitness. That's wonderful. All right, I'm going to look for you, or you can come to me. You come too. You can. You. You. I think you're going to be on. You've been on Doctor Oz's show. Yeah, I've been on Doctor Oz's show. Been on lots of shows. So lots of shows. I just came back from Canada, and on the <laughs> it was a very good show. The uh, Maryland show, Maryland Dennis show out there. Very good show. 
So we're gonna we can see you all over. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much oh, for being with us. Thank you. Come back again. We have so much we didn't discuss, and and you're always you're always a welcome guest. Um, Anytime. Yeah. And listen, thank you so much, Lori. Be well. Yeah. Next time you're in Toronto, let me know. Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. I will. Will do. Will do. Okay. Yeah. Lori's gonna be in better shape than I am. That's not fair. <laughs> Something's wrong here. <laughs> what is wrong with this picture here? <laughs> so. All right, everyone. That's our thank show. You. Thank you, Donovan, again. Thank you, Lori, as always, and thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins, Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.